Hello, Podcast Nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Podcast Season 5, Episode 2. We're back. Back in the saddle, babe. Feels good. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Feels great for me. Like on a scale of 0 to 10, I'm giving this a 10. Wow. What a way to start the new year. I love recording. It's a great way to start the new year. It's a great way to celebrate my birthday. I just love, 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 love podcast recording. And it was a long, a long one year hiatus. It was. And I mean, it wasn't really planned. It it just happened. (laughs) It happened. We we reevaluated some stuff, thought about what we want to do. And podcasts kept coming to the forefront of me of like, I just really, really miss doing this. Yeah. And I think for me, doing the year in review is, is something that, you started and you are the driving force behind it because you love to do the, sti- the statistics and all of that. I don't know that I would take this much time to go over my past year without the excuse of doing the podcast. And so I'm really grateful for it because for me, it's like, I love looking back, but I just, I let life take over and I don't prioritize the time to reflect as much as I should. And so having this really allows me to do that. So I think that is the one of the main reasons I love doing this is it, it, it forces us. I love the activity of doing it, but it also forces us to sit down and reflect on our last year and then by default also start looking ahead as well. So um, we're back. As you mentioned, season five theme is our 2023 year in review. We have been doing this since I believe... 2015? I think so. Eight years? We have notes from 2015, so I I don't, I'm not going to go back and listen to the 2015 podcast, so that (laughs) might be fun. Um, (laughs) Would it be fun? (laughs) It might be fun. I don't know. If you guys have listened to it, let us know. And episode two for this season is our travel superlatives of 2023. It's part two of our six-part season, so we did travel stats. Now we're doing travel superlatives. Then we'll be hitting you with best meals, of 2023, best drinks of 2023, best desserts of 2023, and we'll wrap it up with best experiences of 2023. And the superlatives is always a fun one. I always explain it as this is like the back of the year book, right? Yes. You know, the back of the year book. And I, I've asked you this a lot of times. I still can't remember. What did you win for your high school awards or did you win any high school awards? Awards. Well, my school is very small. So yes, everybody. Everyone, had, got, a, so everybody everyone got, got a participation trophy. Yeah, before okay. that was even a thing. How many did you um, graduate with? I think 26 people. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, I, your I was class 312. Was like, yeah, yeah. Very different experiences. Very different. Um, so anyway, mine was best hair. Best hair. Okay. I won two. One was craziest hair because mm. at, unfortunately right now I don't have enough <laughs> hair for it to be that crazy, but I had craziest hair and I also won class clown. So I looked like a clown and acted like a clown basically is how, is how my high school years went. Um, all right. We've got our intro fact. Here it is in uh, season or in the first episode of the season, I asked you, what was the fastest growing state in the U.S. in 2023? What I'm asking you now is what city is the fastest growing city in the U.S. in 2023? And, and a city, don't think, it doesn't have to be big cities. Okay, but remind everybody what the fastest growing state was. South Carolina. South Carolina. Let's just talk till it strikes again on my way through 
So I, I said in the first episode, I won't hit on this too hard. I am a nerd for this kind of stuff. I love yes, this kind are. of stuff. You read about it a lot. I read about it a lot. I get hit with the algorithm. I read it even more. I get hit with the algorithm even more. And I love every article. This was pretty hard to find because different outlets gave different numbers, which I was a, somewhat surprised with. So I did my best to come up with... I, I read like four different articles and then I pieced them together and I was like, all right, what's really happening here? And this is what we came up with. Because different places <laughs> okay. classify cities as different. So you what know, you're blah, saying blah, blah, blah. is the answer is inconclusive and no matter what I say, I'm I, not right I'm not, or wrong. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not because I took what was the same from each list and was like, all right, this is the answer. Different ones had different numbers around it, you know, whatever. But um, this is the definitive Extra pack of peanuts okay. list. And you are an expert. fastest growing cities in the U.S. in 2023. So I got a top 10 here. Okay. So you give me some cities. Wow. All right. And again, um, they're not... A few of these on here are would be classified as bigger cities. Some would be classified more as smaller mm-hmm. cities. Okay. Um, Boise. Not on the list. No. Oh. But Idaho was on the list. Correct. I know. So it doesn't necessarily correlate that the cities match the fastest growing states. Because South Carolina was the fastest growing state. So is Charleston on the list? Charleston not on it. But there are two South Carolina cities. Greenville. 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 (laughs) Number 10. All about Greenville. All about Greenville, South Carolina. The last 24 hours. Number 10. Number 10. Okay. Um, Raleigh. Raleigh not on the it, it not on the list was last year. Okay, I think it was number twenty. Again, Whoa. I only have the top ten here, but Raleigh was number twenty. But good, good thought. Most Tampa, Tampa. Oh, you're going backwards. Number nine. All right, so oh, Greenville ten, perfect. Tampa nine. Okay. Let's think about number eight here. Goodness, I I will give you a hint. Five of these are from one state that you already mentioned. What? Two of them are from a state you already mentioned, and then there's a third state that is okay. on. I, this as is well. too many variables. Okay, I'll I'll make it easy. I mean, there's ten here. It's gonna be impossible to guess everything. There are a lot from Florida. There are a few from Texas. There's another one from South Carolina. Okay. And a random city in Tennessee in there. Okay, so Florida. I already said Tampa. That was on there. Tampa's on there. Um, um, Jacksonville. Jackson, you're going. You're you are going. Ten, nine, eight. <laughs> Greenville, ten. Tampa, nine. Jacksonville, eight. Okay. Tennessee City, seven. Oh, um, Knoxville. Woo! Here we go. Okay, two te- Texas cities, six and five. Big ones. Austin. Not on there. Oh. I know Austin was fastest yeah, I growing mean, for a long time. Yeah, I mean it was time, for a long time. Maybe it's. Leveled out. Um, out. Dallas. Yes. Well, you're all right. That's number six. What's number five? (laughs) Houston. Yay. All right. Okay. I got to stop. Give some claps here. Here we go. A little bit of help, but you're getting there. All right. Number four, three, and two are all cities in Florida. Oh. These are going to be really hard. Are they more obscure cities? Like suburbs of bigger cities? Number four is obscure. I'll give it to you. Ocala, Florida. 
Okay, yeah, I would never want to guess that. Number three is in Florida. Also starts with an O. Orlando. Orlando. Okay. Number two is Florida and a place that one of our best friend's moms has a home. Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> this is funny to watch her laugh about this. I can't think of the name. Sarasota. <laughs> Sarasota. 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 Sarasota, number two. Not just retirees anymore, mm-hmm. baby. Florida, especially Sarasota, is bumping. And number one is a tie. And it is a town in South Carolina and a town in North Carolina. Okay. They are close to each other. They are close to us. One of them we live in. <laughs> Wilmington? Wilmington, North Carolina. No way. And Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That cannot be true. The fastest growing cities in the U.S. No. Yes. Really? This is the EPOP definitive 2023 <laughs> list of fastest growing. Now, what they did in this list that I saw, and then because usually Wilmington might not be considered big enough to be its own thing. What they did on this list is, I believe what they did, they combined Wilmington and Myrtle Beach into one metro area. Okay, that's odd. Well, I mean, they're only an hour and a half from each other, but anyway. In different states. Okay, well, that's I'm just- bizarre. <laughs> To I'm me, just, that's bizarre. Okay. I'm just telling you, the Wilmington, North Carolina, and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina area is the fastest growing area in the country. Now, Myrtle Beach ha- was on some of those lists by itself. So was Wilmington. So okay. this yeah. one list that I considered the, 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 the best had mm-hmm. them combined and... Combined, they were the fastest growing area in the United States. And what did the other list when they were separate have them at? Like top 10 still? Or? Yeah, well, one had Wilmington, North Carolina as the number one. That's crazy. And a few other ones had South Carolina, or Mortar Beach, South Carolina as yeah. the number one. I mean, this excites me a lot because, you know, we lived, we moved here three years ago. So like, hello, we started a trend. Everybody who listened <laughs> to, to the podcast was like, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But what really excites me is that with it growing, hopefully that means we'll get some better restaurants because one thing we really miss about Philadelphia is good restaurants. Yeah, the plethora of restaurants. And there are, of course, a few good restaurants here, but it's just not the same as moving from the fifth biggest city in the world to moving to a much smaller <laughs> city. And I mean, it's pretty obvious what the trend is here. Um, every one of these places on the list, I guess you could argue maybe Knoxville, Tennessee is the only place that doesn't fit this, is a coastal, and Greenville's not coastal, but is a coastal, east coast, warm area um excuse, sorry i shouldn't say coastal is a warm area texas south carolina mm-hmm. north carolina florida and then most of those are coastal or somewhat coast to coast even dallas and houston you know you're semi close yeah, i mean to the, the coast. state borders a coast yeah. so um yeah i mean it's pretty uh, you know it's pretty apparent that people are searching out better weather and by better we mean i guess in this case warmer so if you like warm weather um, the places that people are leaving, number one is LA, number two is San Francisco, number three is Chicago, number four is Long Island. So, and I think if you've read any of the news, you've heard about this um, this kind of migration away from bigger cities into these smaller cities 
and or if it is big cities, it's the, the cities in Texas that are really, really blowing up. So there you have it. Um, great job working your way backwards through that list. Yeah, with, I never, with a little bit of help. I never would have guessed that Wilmington, North Carolina would be in, on the list even. Yeah. I That's so surprising to me. Not, I mean, it's I, such I guess a I cool just place to live. I mean, I, I know that like last year or two years ago, like I actually think we shared it amongst our group friends. Yeah. You know, thread texted it, said it in one publication, but I was like, oh, whatever. It wasn't like a huge publication. I, mean, I thought it was maybe even like a local. No, no. What The one <laughs> you're referencing was a survey from U-Haul or Penske, one of the yeah. moving trucks. And they were saying that they had the most instances of one ways to Wilmington, North Carolina, okay. anywhere in the country. So they classified that as in for our data, more people are moving to Wilmington, North Carolina than anywhere else. Um, but that was just one data point. Now we've got even more data points. So yeah. yes, absolutely blowing up. I'm looking at what Heather's looking at. There's a dolphin outside our window. So she's watching a dolphin as we record this <laughs> podcast. So come on over to Wilmington. Come on over to Wilmington, baby. Um, accommodations. So we're going to start with accommodations and we'll get into some more superlatives. Okay. Um, so here we go. We had, this was really hard to do this year because we had more places that we slept. If you listen to our first episode, you know that more different places than we slept this year than, than other years. And also a lot more hotels. So it just, there was more, there was a bevy of choices. So we'll run through this most expensive accommodation of the year. I wasn't sure. I I know that you will know for sure because you keep track Make of sure these things. Make sure I check the, the numbers. Uh-huh. I think it was Dr. Wilkinson's in Napa. That was a place we stayed in Napa. That was about $350 a night. More expensive than that, though. So that was the yes. That was on there because we did spend there three yeah. nights. So we spent a lot of money there. The Caso in Raleigh, when we went oh. one night for one concert, was $400 a night. Was it $400? $400 a night. Oh, that is stupid. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. get to it when we talk <laughs> about worst value. But uh, most of it was just random boutique hotel, even though it had like 150 rooms in Raleigh. It was... It was fine. Eh, and it was $400 a night. So that was the most okay. expensive. Um, I also put the Airbnb we stayed at in Santa Teresa... Okay, so we didn't yeah, pay for we that. We didn't pay for that. But it we was were on like a, 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 night. a work trip. Um, and we, we were staying there with some other people. We stayed was, in an awesome three or four bedroom, huge ocean view villa on top of a mountain with an infinity pole. Yeah, it was awesome. It was $1,000 a night. Yeah. I think they spent, we didn't have to spend anything. So you are right. Yeah. Like that, not out of pocket for us, but that would have been the poshest place that we that we spent the night. Thankfully, we didn't pay for it. Yeah. Um, which is cool because almost always we're paying for it. <laughs> yeah. We're true. almost always paying for all our own accommodations because if it's business trip, it's our own business and it comes out of our business. Yeah. In this case, it was with another group who was paying for it. So, woo, we'll give that some love. So then the cheapest, I wasn't sure, but definitely one of the, I feel like maybe the hotel in Bulgaria that was in Borovitz that yes. had like an abandoned building next to it, Correct. which I then made Trav leave to stay at a nicer, nicer hotel. Uh, yes, we went on, it was called the Hotel Victoria oh, Borovitz. Yeah. <laughs> it was $40 a night, a room. And, you and get it what you felt pay like for. $40 a night. You get what you pay for. But, um, 
we'll get into it in a second, but we did leave. We I think we did three nights there, and then we left the fourth night to go to no, a nicer place. I think it place. was two nights. Okay, we three nights three total. Nights, yeah. We left on the on the third to go somewhere else, and we were the group, and this was all planned, and people did it for us, so we didn't have to find the accommodation, so that's how we ended up there. All right, best value. Best value. Oh, for it's probably gonna it's gonna be different things for both of us because mine was one that you didn't even go to. Okay. So what's yours? All right. So I've got uh, a list. <laughs> Three. A, well, list. a list. Here. Goodness. I'll give. We stayed with our points. You guys know yeah. that way back in 2012, Epop started as a travel hacking website, mm-hmm. and we talked about points and miles. Well, we still use points and miles to this day to offset a lot of our travel costs. And if you're interested in how to do that, you know, check out the Extra Pack of Peanuts blog. It's still there. You can read it everything. It still exists. Um, but we are big proponents of using points and miles. And so we used points, to my count, we used points at five different hotels throughout the year. One was a day's in at the Vancouver airport. When Vancouver airport was crazy expensive oh, for one night, yeah. Taylor Swift was playing in Seattle. And we're like, Did, would that really stretch over to Vancouver? I don't know, but everything was crazy expensive. Yeah, because our friends were like, oh, book this hotel. It's really cool. It has this awesome indoor pool, like a resort. And typically and it's, it's like 120 a night and it was 500. Max. So we were some, like new. <laughs> something was happening at the Vancouver airport. I couldn't find anything. I was really bummed. Last minute, I found a days in using our points that would have been three hundred dollars that it night. It was not nice. No, it's typically seventy dollars a night. It would have been three hundred <laughs> that night. We used points, so that was a huge, awesome yeah, value. So strange. It's just like we needed this one night in Vancouver because we flew in late and then had to take the ferry the next morning to Vancouver Island, and it was like. Yeah, that was a, that was a score. That even would have though, been one of those worst value situations because yeah. I was thinking, no way am I paying three hundred dollars plus For, a like, night a to get days in the days in. in at Vancouver Airport. So thankfully, we didn't have to pay that, and we used our points. And then we used them four other places. We stayed at a courtyard outside of Oakland when we flew in late there one night. We that stayed, was nice. Yeah, we stayed in the Up Valley Inn in Calistoga. Mm-hmm. So this is where usually places are 300, 400, 500 easy a night. We use some points there. At I was pleasantly surprised by this Up Valley Inn in Calistoga, California. Uh, it would have cost us 250 bucks normally to stay at this Radisson in Colonia, um, Uruguay. We had one night there. We got to use points there. Had an infinity pool. That was awesome. And also the Hyatt Regency in Savannah, which was a great oh, spot. Oh, that was beautiful. The kids loved that hotel. Great I did I. spot. And we got to use our points. We had an extra, uh, a bonus night there. We got to use points there. So those were all points-based. Incredible value, especially that days in Vancouver Airport. But as far as ones we paid for, we did a place in Myrtle Beach one night. <laughs> the Dunes in Myrtle Beach. It was beachfront with a hotel, granted, it was in January, but it was only ninety bucks a night yeah. for a decent for the room. Fastest growing city in the U.S. to have an oceanfront hotel room That's for ninety dollars right. a night. That's right. And then my real best. Okay, this is quite the list. Is the one that you mentioned the third night when we're in Borovitz in Bulgaria. <laughs> we moved to a five-star ski-in, ski-out place that looked right at the mountain, had an incredible spa that was included with it. Not the massage, but like Not the, the massage, but the, the hot all the tub and the steam sauna. Pool, all, that. Mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Really, again, five-star, awesome place. It was called the Rila in Borovitz, Bulgaria. It was $200 a night. And this is my favorite way to travel right now is when you go to places 
that experience, if you were booking that in Breckenridge, Vail, anywhere in the U.S. at one of those places, and you guys would be easily a night. Oh my gosh, come on, maybe more. Well over a thousand dollars. You think probably at some places two thousand dollars a night and i love when you can go to a place in the world where you can have that top-notch experience but it's still affordable for people like us who are traveling on you know i would say a mid-range, a mid-range budget two hundred dollars a night to have like a two thousand dollar i would experience. do that every night of the year me too best value yeah and that's the thing i mean we'll talk about our bulgaria trip later on and i mean it was super fun it was super fun but if i did it again i would just I would go to the Rila and I'd stay every night there. And the same when we were in um, Bonsko. Bonsko, because it just made the trip and that that day so much better. It's really cool when you're in an area like in Bonsko, we could have stayed at the Kempinski Hotel there, which is the number one hotel in Bonsko, the nicest one. Ski and ski out right by lift. You could stay there for like 120 to 150. Was it really that cheap? Yeah, so I'm surprised I didn't make you go there while we were staying there. But that was when that we was were at be- the chalet, and it was fun. We were all together in one big, yeah, like thirty of us, rustic, in a, in a you know, rustic house. But that was fun. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So my, are, are you done with that's your list? My, that's okay. my list. So my best value is also a night booked with points. A few nights booked with points. Uh, this was the Comfort Inn in Archdale. When we went for high, when I went for High Point Market, and you know, Explain I explain for people what High Point Market is. If they yeah, know. Uh, High Point Market is one of the biggest furniture markets in the world. People come from other countries. It happens twice a year in the spring and in the fall. So I went to the fall market uh, with my sister Julie, and we had a great time. It was amazing, but it was really hard to find accommodation because people come from all over the world, and it's a very small town city in North Carolina. So all of these hotels book up. I mean, people are staying an hour away. They're staying in like Winston-Salem or what's the other little city there. Anyway, people are staying like an hour away and then driving into market or everything's booked. I was trying to find an Airbnb. I was trying to find a hotel and I was like, Trav, do we have any hotel points? And he was like, yeah. So he, he booked this comfort in and I did not have high expectations for it. Um, but I went and it was actually very decent. Like it was a nice, and the best part is that it was only a 10 maximum 15 minute drive to high point, like where the market is. So I was just pleasantly surprised. I I was so happy because whenever I book hotels, I get nervous because you have a pretty high standard and I've been really surprised with the comfort. So we're not jumping ahead to 2024 totally but we one of our first nights in 2024 <laughs> we stayed at yeah, a comfort January Suites, 1st January 1st and I know maybe the comfort brand just leveling up it was it was it was nice it was nice yeah because the, also the one in um Archdale North Carolina it was like they had updated it you know yes. it wasn't it's not like you're staying at a high-end Hilton or a Four Seasons. But you're Don't not staying at any Econo Lodge but or something. But yeah it was you know for being cheap um and also it's not cheap during high point. So even though it's not like a luxury hotel yeah, during high point, it's for 300 or 400. Yeah. Bucks. Again, because like, of the demand, you know, they, they hike up the prices. So yeah, it was free. Yeah. Free points and miles change our lives. We've talked about this plenty. If you're new to the podcast, maybe you don't know it. Um, when we started doing that in 2011, it completely changed the way that we could travel. And we still, now we pay out of pocket more. Now we, uh, 
aren't aren't as budget and we go more mid-range, sometimes high range, but we still are able to use these points for those ex- types of experiences and especially like last minute things like that were invaluable when it comes to points and miles. All right. So a lot of good value, a lot of best value. A lot of good value, a lot of good value. Hotels. A few worst values here. Oh, a few. I have one, but I'm sure you lead us off with your, your list will remind me of others. Um, I have the Selena. <laughs> That's my number one. So, you know, we've seen Selena hotel hostels around the world. Uh, in Costa Rica, they have quite a few of them. They always look cool from the outside, you know, like a nice fun vibe. And so when we were in Argentina and we were going to Salta for two nights, but separately. So the first night um, we were there and then we would come back three days later to fly in and out of Salta. So I was like, okay, the hotels are like a little pricey. So let's stay at Selena because the pictures look pretty nice. They have a family room, you know, because now we're traveling as a family of four, so we can't just get one bed. You know, we have to have more than one bed. And this is in Argentina. And so, yeah, there, it's Salta, a little Argentina. bit harder to find places with two beds in them um, in Argentina. So, anyway, I was like, let's stay at Selena. It looks really cool. Like, the lobby looks very fun and cool. To be fair, the lobby is very fun and cool when you arrive. Um, the rooms were awful. Horrible. Horrible. Horrible, Horrible. beds. Bathrooms are some of the worst bathrooms we've, it, we've had. Yeah, it was like going back to our backpacking days in Thailand, the, the the state of the room. I was really, really surprised with how bad it was. But the reason it's such a bad value is because it was expensive. $160 a night. So what was crazy, and we kind of got screwed a little bit here, is... A room with one, a private room with run regular bed was like $70 a night, but we booked this family room and somehow end up getting charged. It, it, it ended up being more than double like what if we bought two rooms. But the only thing about the family room was they had a bunk bed in it and the kids wouldn't sleep on the bunk bed anyway. So it it was an absolute mess. Horrible place. I really like Selena. Their brand, we had never stayed at one, but we've seen quite a bit. I, I, I like their story. I like what they've done, where they've kind of built this cool brand in really neat places around the world. They usually find the best locations and cool buildings in these places and redo them and make them into a really the fun The building vibe. was cool. And the building was cool, and the common areas were really cool. But the room was atrocious. And so I have plenty of friends who have stayed at Selena's all over and love them. I just... Our first experience there was awful, and the price for the room was astronomical. Yeah. In a country where 200 bucks can get you a really nice place, Selena for 160 was a horrible, horrible Yeah, ride. it was just really expensive. I mean, Airbnbs, we were staying at some Airbnbs that were 50 bucks a night that were really nice, or 150 bucks a night for like a whole house. And um, then, yeah, this this was just very expensive. And the thing with Argentina is that a lot of the hotels, if you require a family room, they'll charge you by the person. So they'll upcharge for the kids or it's just, it's twice the price if you have these extra beds. And that's just a little bit different because in the US, it's like you get a, a king or you get two queens and it's the same price. You're being nice. You're saying it's a little different. I'm going to say it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Bad, bad value. That was my number one. Um, I'll give you the two other ones. One was the Dr. Wilkinson's, as you mentioned. On this vibe, hold on, yeah. real quick. Okay. Same vibe as Selena, where common areas awesome. They've done an incredible job. This is in Calistoga, California. Doctor Wilkinson's um, awesome vibe. Cool pools. We had a great time there because the people we met there were great. 
good restaurant on, on site, all that. But the room for $320 a night was a cinder block. It's an old motor lodge. And sure, they painted the cinder block, but it was a cinder block room. Not gussied up very well at all. And right on the road, and we we're on the ground floor. Oh, and yeah. so I forgot the noise. You could hear every single thing that happened. And we were paying $320 a night. You know, across the street, we went to the Calistoga Motor Lodge. They put us on the second floor in one of their newer rooms, not Cinderblock, and it was cheaper. So I liked Dr. Wilkinson's, but the value. It shouldn't be that much for that type of room. Maybe if they had a better room or on the second floor, but you shouldn't pay the same amount for on the road, bottom floor, cinder block room. Yeah, I I thought about putting it on the list, but I had such an enjoyable time staying there. Like the pools and the hot spring, like pools that were there. The spa is very beautiful. The, The room, yes, could be better, but the bed was comfortable. The bathrooms were beautiful and new. I wouldn't say beautiful. The bathroom they were, was nice. They oh, okay. they went about halfway to what I would have done well, if I was making a place. Anyway, nice. it, I didn't put it on my worst value. The last one. So both Selena and Wilkinson's kind of yeah. fit the same mold of awesome vibes, rooms, horrible. Yeah. Okay. The fair. last one. The Casso. Eh, Casso in Raleigh, $400 a night. <laughs> we went for one night. We went for a concert. Uh, the rooms were spartan and sparse. And the vibe in it was okay. Yeah. But I mean, 150 rooms. It was just, they took an old Hilton, I think it was, tried to make it cool and vibey and did one Missed tenth of what you should do and then charged a crazy amount. Yeah. So it's I, true. I, I mean, don't know how they're getting people it's there. It's not like we were dying to go to this hotel. It was kind of that situation where it was like there were no other hotels downtown and we wanted to be downtown that were nice. It we was, also got caught at a weird time for whatever uh, yeah. reason. And it wasn't a big concert we went to. It wasn't like Taylor Swift. No. It was Jason Isbell. I wish it was Taylor Swift. It, the, I think the cost was sometimes could be 200 to 250 I still wouldn't recommend staying there. But we just got caught in this higher than normal time. Yeah. So, so whatever. It is what it is. Horrible value. Um, not a great value. You're right. I, right. I would agree with that. Why don't we stay, usually we would go to favorite accommodation mm-hmm. and then least favorite. Why don't we just stay in the negative vibe so we can okay, pull yeah, it out yeah. to the positive ones. What was your least favorite accommodation overall? Um, literally most of the accommodation in Bulgaria, especially the one in Borovitz that we talked about, which, you know, I the trip was super fun and I would go on the trip again because we went with great people. We love these people. Um, but I just, you know, we, this was a trip just for traveling me. We didn't take the kids. So if I'm going on like a couple's trip, I need it to be nice. Like I just can't stay at these places and have an enjoyable time. Yeah. We did like (laughs) the lowest level, maybe not the lowest level. No, not the lowest. It's like one step up from the lowest level of backpacking. And again, when you're going to these countries, I think the way Heather and I want to travel now, when I'm going to countries that are significantly cheaper, well, let me step up to the upper mid range or high level because I can afford it mm-hmm. and I'm going to have an experience that would be really hard for me to have in the U.S. because it, you or know, Paris paying, or something like right. that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it was just tough for me and especially of 40 bucks a night, let's yeah. step it up to a hundred, 150 a night and have an awesome, unique, cool mm-hmm. accommodation. 
Yeah. And like, listen, our jobs now are based around a combination. We do real estate, we do Airbnbs, I do interior design. So it's like, I'm not, I don't want to stay you in places. Like, yeah. You can't backtrack. I mean, we did that. We put our time in. I'm not trying to be too bougie or anything, but like we stayed in places like that. I'm 41. Trav just turned 41 today. I just, it's not, it's, it's not the way the I want to travel life. anymore. Typically people's accommodations as yeah. they get more money and as they get older, Go up the ladder yeah. and that's fine and ours have. And also we were on a skiing trip and I haven't been skiing in like 10 plus years. And, you know, I'm, my body hurts because I'm, you know, haven't been skiing. So I need massages and then we're sleeping on these mattresses that are like a board and then a like a pillow. Like I was getting migraines to the point like our accommodations were giving me combined with the skiing migraines. And so I was like, I need a massage and the massage is only $60. So like, let's go to a nice place and get a $60 massage. I'm not like at the Four Seasons spending $400 on a massage. It's like, let's just, let's go to a nice hotel. So anyway, we finally did do that, but I just... Yeah, when we're going away without the yeah. kids, we have Even limited with time. with the kids. Yeah, but. so let's try to try to maximize yeah. it. My least anyway. favorite was the uh, Selena in Salta, yeah. which is funny, as you mentioned in last episode. It's the <laughs> only hostel we've stayed at yeah. in probably three years, and Heather booked it. Yeah. Um, but it was my least favorite. I do just want to say, because we're not going to hammer the Selena anymore. We already did that. You booked all the accommodations, and you did a fantastic job. Usually, I'm the one who likes to book accommodations, but... The downside to that is I'm always afraid if you don't like it, mm -hmm. that it's going to come back on me. Some of that is warranted and some of it is probably just made up in my mind. So I let you book all the accommodations this time, which was a bit of a relief for me because I was like, well, if I would have well, booked this, Selena, uh, yeah. probably wouldn't have went over so well. Yeah. So, all right, out of negative, pulling ourselves into the positive mm -hmm. fun, and then we'll get going on some of these really cool superlatives. Your favorite accommodation of the year yeah. overall. I have a couple, and like this one is kind of just an honorable mention, but also in You have Salta. enough to have an honorable mention. Well, I mean, no, I have like three. This is We did stay at a lot. This is longer than most years because so we had many, a lot so of many. accommodations this Well, year. I want to give out a shout out to this other accommodation that we stayed at in Salta called Villa Vicuna. And it's a boutique hotel and I wanted to stay there very badly. And I was like, oh, it's a little more expensive. It ended up being like the same price as the Selena. So I wish I would have booked it for that night, but I booked it on the back end of our trip when we came back with Trav's parents and it's a boutique hotel. It's very beautiful, very well done. Um, we had a family room there, which I think they probably only have like one or two because it's a small, like maybe 20 room hotel. Um, our, our room was a little loud. So I think Trav's probably going to mention that part of it, but the overall experience was beautiful, well-decorated. Um, and Trav's parents, they had a room that wasn't like the very first room on the bottom floor as you walk in. Theirs was more in the back and they said it was super quiet and peaceful back there. Yeah, I like Villa Vicuna. But yeah. it was, we were the first room and it's an old mansion. So we were right off the foyer and, you know, they're just not soundproof. So yeah. you could hear everything. Yeah. Like I heard this cat meowing <laughs> seven times throughout the night. Yeah. The cat that lives in the house. Yeah. But it was, the, I, that I was cool. It, it was a cool. I'm not going to throw shade at it. No, it was, it was cool. And, you know, as the counterpoint to the awful Selena <laughs> that we stayed at for pretty much the same price. Um, okay. And then my other ones that I really liked was um, the Calistoga Motor Lodge. I had that on my list. Um, which is in Calistoga, Napa Valley, and just super cool. Like 
they did a great job with the design. Their restaurant is good. Like, And I, their new rooms are, are not right on the road. Some of the old ones in the old motor lodge, maybe we'd have the same issue as Dr. Wilkinson's. But these were, we were like up in the newly built section. And so I like that they have that. Yeah. And I just think it's a better location in the town. I mean, the town is very small, but Dr. Wilkinson is right on the road where even the motor lodge is like out of town by like two minutes um, and just a little bit further removed. So I think even those ones would have been quieter, but I loved it there. They had a great pool with like these beds out like you know like the lounge, lounge beds. beds so great so fun the kids had the best time um the restaurant was very good just great i loved it there um and then the rila and borovitz yeah the ski and I, yeah, ski, ski out which we just talked out. about the five star ski and ski out for so 200 good. bucks so good um and then the last one I really liked the Airbnb that we had in Cafayete, which is in Salta in Argentina, because it was on in this like private community, which is only half built. So it's kind no, of funny. Heather, half built? <laughs> yeah, a third of the way built. Like one seventh of the way okay. built. It's um, a golf community that is not built out yet. They're just selling lots and building as they go. And yeah, most lots have nothing on them, which is kind of nice because yeah. it's wide expanses and huge cactuses and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it was just beautiful. And you have these like gorgeous, like red mountains, kind of like being in Sedona all around you. And then like vineyards, like yeah, we stayed in a vineyard essentially. And it was just so beautiful. Yeah, golf course with vineyards. That's what it was. Golf yeah. and wine club. And um, there's a really expensive, like five-star hotel, like in the same private community we had wanted to stay at, but that was like $700 a night. So we didn't stay there. Um, but we stayed in the same complex of it. So we got to enjoy like how beautiful it was. And the Airbnb was brand new, beautifully decorated. And I think $150 a night. it didn't have a pool. Oh yeah. And that didn't is have a major, a pool. major downside. And we and almost. you weren't allowed to use the community no. pool if you were a guest, only if you're an owner. And I tried and they wouldn't let me. So you couldn't use the community pool. So that was a major yeah, downside. It was. Too. Yeah. It didn't have a pool. I mean, there was another house in that same community that was like $300 a night it did have a pool we decided to go cheaper and not have a pool so you know just preferences but the airbnb itself was beautiful the place was beautiful and um it was just very relaxing so would have been all my favorites if it had a pool but it didn't yeah. so mine okay. were calstoga motor lodge which you already mentioned rila which was incredible i would go back there any day of the week and then the cardi the uh ocean f- Ocean View Villa that mm-hmm. we did. We told you when we went to Costa Rica in Santa Teresa, we had this Ocean View Villa that was a thousand dollars a night with some other people as part of a uh, business with with another group, another company, and that was incredible views, amazing villa, awesome place, everything that you would imagine a thousand dollar a night mountaintop. Costa Rican villa would be. It was so that was yeah. You needed really a quad to get up to it. Um, which was really fun to to drive around that with the kids. We had a blast. Um, so that yeah, that was really good. All right, now out of accommodations and just on mm-hmm. a miscellaneous superlatives mm-hmm. for the year, craziest thing that we did. I mean, I don't know. I had a hard time thinking of this. So but did I, and then I, I thought of what you just said. So oh. in Santa, <laughs> I'll go because yeah, it's a yeah, good yeah, time. Yeah. In Santa Teresa, you, it's a very. Um, Lots of dirt roads, very rugged. You get off the main road, which is half paved, half dirt, and then you go up into the mountains. So it's a really cool environment. Some people live there full time and they love it. 
it might be a little too much for me, but you had to rent either uh, a four-wheeler, a quad, or a mula. They, you know, they call it the mule, you know, which is like an enclosed four-wheeler, like a dune like a buggy, buggy type yeah. thing. We rented that because we had the kids. And I mean, we were going up the steepest roads I've ever seen and around curves and they're dirt roads. And then if it, I don't even know what they do if it gets muddy. Cause one time we did have to go up and down when it was raining. It was super hairy, but driving that thing for the, in the beginning was nerve wracking mm -hmm. and you have the kids in the back and you're going up, you know, super steep dirt roads, just into jungles and all types of crazy stuff. Once you got the hang of it. After like two days, because we were there for eight, it became easier. But then one of the last days, they had a massive rainstorm and we're driving through huge puddles and it's covering our whole, <laughs> the whole mula because it has a roof. Ours had a roof, you know, the people in the four wheelers didn't, you know, it's just splashing all of us. And we had to go up this, you know, hill that takes you about seven to eight minutes to get up, even if you're gunning it. And so I'm just gunning it, hoping we don't hit a muddy patch and like slip off the side. And we didn't, thankfully. So that was the craziest thing that we did this year for me. And I'll just finish this thought. One thing I thought might be crazy, but ended up, it had the potential to be very crazy, but it's actually very easy. And I'm thankful for this was our flight to and from Argentina, mm -hmm. which we took red eyes direct from JFK. And with the kids, I was worried, Oh my gosh, what if they don't want to sleep? They slept both ways. So that was, Oh my gosh, this might be a bad decision. Nope. This turned out perfect. Yeah. Um, and another thing about going to Argentina, which we mentioned last episode, like how much we traveled and how it didn't seem like to be an insurmountable amount is also like going to South America, the time change, it was two hours. It's so different than going to Europe or obviously like further. Over um, in Asia, yeah. Yeah, over in Asia. Like that was easy. So just something to think about. Craziest trip, thing we did. Trip didn't feel too bad. Um, mine was, yeah, I definitely the 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 moolah going up the jungly mountains in Santa Teresa. That was pretty cool. I, I did put on here... Um. Going to California, not that that's crazy, but the reason that so we went- So crazy. California. <laughs> no, the reason that we went to California is because we really want to buy a property out there in collaboration with some of our um, investment partners and some of them live in California. So they were like, oh, we should do something out here on the West Coast. So this set of 18, sorry, now how many I'm forgetting, units? 24 units. 24 units. Well, you could have 24. I think there's yeah. 22 that were built. Um, these beautiful old cottages and a Victorian home in Calistoga, which is the reason we went out there. We did so much research. We, you know, toured the property hundreds, multiple times. Hundreds of hours. Hundreds of, of hours. Work, we interviewed multiple contractors and walked through the property with them because we were like in it to win it. And we even got so far as, um, you know, making an offer. We put in an offer and all of that. And we were down to the last two people. And we even did an interview on the phone while we were in Vancouver. With the previous owner, uh, with, with the, the sellers. With the sellers, you know, because they had run it for, you know, the family run place for- 70 years, I think. A long time. Anyway, and, you know, in the end, we did not get the property. And it finally, finally closed because they accepted an all cash offer, which we could just not do. And I was like, man, you know, <laughs> this uh, $6 million purchase price can't go all cash no. just yet, guys. No, uh, cannot do it. Maybe come back in um, a few years. So they accepted an all cash offer because they wanted to close quickly and they wanted a short deal. And, you know, long story short, they just closed like 
a week ago because this and we put our offer in in August, so yeah. it took them four months four to months close to this close. all cash offer. So but apparently, either way, whatever, it has closed. But that was pretty wild. Like we changed our whole summer plans to go out to, Cal- to California to do all of that research to put all that time in. I mean, we learned a lot um, and had a great time doing it. But that's like. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Hey, we saw this random resort with very few <laughs> pictures online. We're going to spend a month and a half out there researching it, interviewing contractors, walking it five times. I would run by it every day just to manifest. manifest like, yeah. I'm getting this. I'm getting this. Didn't end up happening. That's I don't okay. regret any of it. And you never know. It may come back to us yeah, one day, but we, it, it was an awesome property. Uh, code name Sip and Dip because it was in wine country. <laughs> And it had mineral hot springs yeah. on the property. So one day we may oh, be bringing you so a cool. sip and dip resort. We're yeah. not, that's not that going to be the f- official name. No, Heather's no, like, no. no, that's too good. But no. you know, code, pro- code project, project name. Sip and dip. Sip and yeah. Dip. I mean, that was a very fun experience. I wouldn't change it. And we learned a lot. And, you know, th- we believe, especially with real estate, like if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And if not, you know, something better will come along. But just, oh, is that's there anything wild. better than that one though? Oh, that was a great one. I know. All right, moving right into best thing you bought because that one we weren't able to buy. That's no. okay. Best thing that you bought this year. Um, I was wondering if we should put our other property that we bought on the list, but um, we for, did close on that at the very yeah, beginning of 2023, yeah, January, January 15th. Um, but what I put on our list is um the new golf cart. So. I have this as well. I looked at my notes from last year and it said, best thing you bought, golf cart. And then on this note, I write, best thing you bought this year, golf cart. Again, because we traded from an old beat up golf cart to a brand new 2023 golf cart, baby. Yeah. We bought that first one in 2022? Yeah. Maybe 2021. Maybe it was my notes. I think it was your notes wrong. Anyway, either way, we had that golf cart. I'm pretty sure for a year we did. We had it for a year. Um, So we bought it in 21, sold it in 22. And the reason we sold it is because, you know, our town changed the rules and you had to have like all these things. You have to make them street legal. Yeah, you have to make them street legal. And ours was old. It was like a 20,001. Oh, 1995. And it just was, it was feeling very old. (laughs) So I said, travel. Took a while to get up to speed. The battery was bad. We couldn't go the whole length of the island and get back on a battery, so we'd have to stop and charge it. So it was not without its mishap, which maybe will come up in the in the mishap of the of the year. But we did buy a brand new golf cart. It's awesome. It has these lithium batteries, which means you can drive it like further. So it's just nice because not only did we buy a golf cart, but we sold our second car. So we only have one car. We have our Kia Carnival, which was our best purchase of 2021. Minivans. Um, minivan for life. We love this van. Love <laughs> and so... Just give me some love for a minivan. Yeah. On, we live on an island in North Carolina. And so we don't need really to have two cars if we have a golf cart. And so that's why we, we sold our Volvo. We have the van and we have this brand new golf cart, which is reliable and fun. And we drive our kids to school in it every day that it's warm enough to do so. And it just makes our life so much better. Yeah. And we didn't have one for uh, about six months and our friends then got one and we were like, oh, do we really need one? I mean, we knew we did. And the day we got that golf cart and drove it off, we thought, this is why we live where we do. Yeah. You need to have a golf cart if you live here. It just makes life so much it's so better. fun. So, all right, we're, we're trending together on that. Best thing that we bought, golf cart, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, biggest change this year. So, do you want me to go first? Go, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, the biggest change, I have three things here. Oh, geez. All right. So you're, are you even threw an honorable mention in, in this <laughs> earlier, right? I'm just pulling okay. the trap. Um, that I had more work even than the year before. Very true. Didn't think about that. But yes, you, you are upping your level of time spent working, which means that I have upped my level a little bit on the parenting, parenting, yeah. child care, mm-hmm. you know, stuff around the house. Yep. So that's, that's been a change. Um, our son Witt started kindergarten. That was my answer. Yeah. It's a big change. Big change. Big Fun change. change. He cool loves change. It. He likes it. We still took him out for a month to go to mm-hmm. Argentina. So yeah, but it's um, a change. Yeah. And then the other change I put on here that we started therapy, um, and I just think it's important to mention, you know, that you've got to work on yourself. You've got to work on your relationship. And that's a big change for us. And I'm, I'm really happy that we did it. Yeah, that could actually fall under the next category. Most unexpected thing in a good way. Mm-hmm. I would put therapy. So I, I'm with you. I didn't think of that, but that has been super beneficial, really important. It uh, doesn't solve all our problems right away. Obviously, anyone who's gone through knows that. But just knowing that we're working on ourselves and working on our relationship. It allows, I think there to be a light, not at the end of the tunnel, cause the tunnel makes it seem like it was so dark, but just like, all right, we're working towards something. This is encouraging. Yeah. And like the same thing I mentioned with this podcast, like we do this podcast in our year in review and I don't think I would dive as deep, but it makes us prioritize it. It's the th- same thing for me with therapy. Like we should be working on a relationship, but we don't prioritize it. But then we go to therapy. We know we have to. <laughs> so it helps me to prioritize that. So. Yeah. And uh, mine was biggest change was with starting kindergarten. And that just is a day-to-day change with him going. He goes full day. So that's nice. He has really liked it. For us, it has been, I, I, I won't even say positive and negative. There's just been things that have changed that, you know, are enjoyable. Like he's, he's out of the house a little more, so it gives us a little more time sometimes, but also we're waking up earlier. That can be a good and bad thing. It's just, it's a, it's a change. And first grade will, you know, I I think we'll continue to, when Hattie's in, it'll continue to be an ongoing theme for us in our years of how we are handling schooling while continuing to travel. And we don't, have a necessary set plan on that or oh, we're always going to do this we're just very open to what's out there and the options and we'll take it as it comes yeah. most unexpected thing in a good way for me camp indy oh <laughs> okay yeah i'm throwing it out there i mean trav's own business um if you guys don't know what it is, it's an adult summer camp <laughs> that we hold that we hold in the last year and this year in June, middle of June, for travelers and entrepreneurs and people who want to dive into personal growth. It's a three and a half day, three night experience held at an adult summer camp in Connecticut where you can one time go and, you know, you might spend some time doing breath work and authentic relating and journaling and hearing some speakers. And then later on you're wakeboarding and having a nineties themed dance party. So yeah, we try to have a lot of fun with personal growth, with business growth as well. And we've this, we've done it for two years and it's gone really well, but this was the first year that you were able to do it. Yeah. So I just, you know, I want to give you some love for this event because it is not an event that I would 
choose to go to on my own. It's not my thing. I wouldn't too like, big, too many people. Yeah, it's like a lot of people. It's at a summer camp. Like I went to summer camp when I was a teenager. So I'm like, I don't need to go to a summer camp as an adult. Um, you know, it's like. Yeah, you either hear it and you think that's amazing. Yeah. I want to go. Or you're like, that sounds eh, cool, but it's not for me. No, you would say that's not for me, but yeah. you went. But I went. Um, you know, because it's your event and I wanted to support you and I kind of wanted to see what it was like, obviously. Um, and I was just so pleasantly surprised. I just, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And it was not only did I enjoy it, but it was amazing to see everything that Trav and his team worked so hard to put together the speakers, the people that were there, the energy, how much everybody loved it. Because I, I will say this, and we, you know, we didn't hide this from people while we were there, that the first year that we were trying to do it was when COVID hit. So then we had to postpone it and it was not as big as we wanted it to be. And then Travis was like, I'm going to do it again anyway. And I was like, okay, this is a little stressful for us. Um, and so Travis was like, I don't think I'm going to do it again after this year because, you know, it was just really hard. Well, let me just pop in and explain why. Yeah. Because I didn't have this on my list, but you're yeah. right. It was super unexpected. I worked for about five months. We need to get 125 people there to break even. And I worked for about five months as hard as I could, doing everything I possibly could to get to 125 because my I, I would rather do Camp Indy than almost anything else in the world. So, Very passionate about it. So I was like, but we got to break even. I can't work super hard for five months and, and not make any money. Or so lose like, money. Let's get to 125. And we didn't. We got to 105. And so before camp the team and i were like well we just can't do it like we have to be take emotion out of this be logical about it we can't work this hard and lose money and so going into camp we thought all right this is the last time we're going to do it and it was such a transformative experience for so many people and so many people were coming up saying can't wait to do it next year we thought about 10% of people would be people who found out about Camp Indy some other way, and 90% of people would be people who already listen to our podcast and know us and all this. Part of Location Indy, whatever. And it was whatever. actually about 50-50. So we had a lot of new people who didn't know anything about what we were doing, and they came. A lot of people came by themselves. I don't really know, but like I said, they saw this adult summer camp. They heard about it, and they either think, ah, this is for me. I'm in, or, or you know, this isn't for me. And the people who thought it was for them came. And right off the bat, the first night, and I knew we were going to create an epic experience, but right off the bat, the first night, people were like, this is incredible. I'm bringing all my friends back, this and that. And so the last day I stood up and I said, hey, we were not planning on doing this again, and here's why. Every, we know we can have an incredible event. The logistics are easy. The camp we work with is awesome, but we... I just spent so much time trying to get people here. And the only thing that would hold us back from having this is just not being able to get enough people here to make it financially viable. And I told people that and I said, how many of you would come again? And again, so the expectation going in was we are not doing it. We actually said we're not doing it. <laughs> and everyone raised their hand. I thought, well, okay, you raise your hand in the moment. I get it. Sure. Fine. Um, but that doesn't mean that you all are going to buy tickets. So we said, here's what we'll do. If we sell 80 tickets... We're going to give you one week from when Camp Indy ended till the following Friday. We're going to give you one week to, to buy your ticket. If we can sell 80 tickets, because that gets us close enough to that 125 number, and that's our minimum. we have a year to you that, know, find the Yeah, rest. we think we'll be okay. Yeah. But we have to sell 80 tickets. And if we don't, we'll just refund everyone's money. We're just not going to do it again. So it's putting the onus on the people. And of course, I was promoting it too and wanted to do it. But I, I thought in it's, my head that we wouldn't get there. Yeah. And... 
by the end of the ticket sales on that Friday, we had sold 145 tickets. So not only had almost everyone who came. Wow. Wow. Completely unexpected. Floored me. I could not have been prouder. I could not have been happier. And it was really to a point where I thought that this is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Wow. I was so overjoyed that we're doing it again. I was so proud of everyone for sharing it. You know, we had 105 paying people at camp and then we sold 145 tickets. So not only did almost everyone come back, but they shared it with their friends and really helped us get the word out. And then people who couldn't come bought tickets. It was just, I guess this, it was so unexpected that we were going to do it. And selling that many tickets was incredible. It was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And especially in a business sense of, I really want to do this, but I had to make a decision not to. And then, you know, because of all the hard work we put in, it gets paid off later. Maybe not when I wanted it to, right? For that first, for for camp in 2022, but, or 2023, but then it paid itself off in the long run. And um, yeah, I just... I forgot about that, but that is... <laughs> yeah, I, I I, was trying to think about it too. And I was just like, what did I do this year that I wasn't expecting to enjoy as much as I did? And, and that was it. And I was so proud of you. And just amazing, the outpouring of, you know, energy and love, like good, good energy and love of everybody there. It was just like, everybody kept saying, this... I feel so welcome here. I feel so included. I feel like just such great vibes. So it was amazing. And I also want to give a shout out to Jacob from Sensify because he came and he did breath work and I had never done breath work before. And I didn't really even know what breath work was. And, you know, that was such a transformative experience for me. And I think for a lot of people at Camp Indy, so much so that we're doing a breathwork retreat with Jacob um, in Mexico in 10 days. <laughs> we'll be hitting the road again. Yep. That's an unexpected thing. Unexpected in a good way. Thing. We weren't planning on doing it and we offered it to people at Camp Indy and they took us up on it and now we're doing one. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that and just really proud of both of you, you and Jacob and you know, what you bring into this world. It's just shouldn't be, um, hidden, you know, like I just wanted to, to, to give you a shout out and not, not just because you're my husband, but because it was really such a cool experience and unexpected for me. Um, so well, that well tr- done. That truly is an amazing birthday gift. What you just said. And I thank you for that. And I will agree that it was the most unexpected thing in a good way was not that camp that people loved camp, but that we're doing it again because they loved it so much that they were willing to go out and put their money where their mouth was, basically get tickets and get friends to get tickets. We had people, uh, I got to give a shout out to Andrew, actually buying, he said, I don't even know what two friends I'm going to bring, but I'm buying a ticket for me and two other people now to support you. Wow. And I'm going to bring two people. Like I don't even have time to figure out who those two people are, but I'm bringing two people to camp and doing stuff like that and buying tickets for each other. Mm -hmm. We had someone say, Hey, I don't think this person could afford camp. I'm going to buy a ticket for them. So it was incredible. And to be able to transform lives, like I know camp transforms lives. 
And I had come to peace with the fact that we had given it a shot and we had done it for two years and that was just that. And we were going to have to do it in something in some other way. But to be able to continue and be given the gift to continue to do the thing that you truly want to do because other people believed in you uh, was incredible. So I'm jumping on yours. I will just say <laughs> real quick, most unexpected thing in a good way, I'll, just because they're on my notes, I got to say yeah. Uh, we had so many unexpected trips at the beginning of the year. We didn't know we would take Calgary, Costa Rica, spending a whole summer out in California and going to Argentina. None of those were planned uh, at the beginning of 2023. And also uh, how fun Disney World was and how much fun you oh had in gosh, Disney Oh my gosh, I completely so forgot about let's that. Save <laughs> yeah, we'll that. save that for experiences. It'll probably come up in our best yeah. experiences. All right. Most unexpected thing in a bad way. So bummer. Yeah, I, here we go. I know, I'm yeah, it's like maybe, but there are... <laughs> And I think the reason we have these in most unexpected thing and most underwhelming thing or worst value, these ones that are maybe more negative is just to highlight that while we believe travel is an amazing thing and while we like to showcase the cool things that we've got to do in our life and inspire others to do it, we also want people to realize that sometimes you think things are going to happen and they don't turn out the way that you want them to and that's okay because it makes the highs even higher, right? And it makes it even sweeter when you do have these really awesome mm -hmm. experiences. So most unexpected thing in a bad way. So, I mean, I had trouble thinking of this. So did I. Um, because, you know, 2023 was a really good year for us. And now I feel a little bit silly saying this, but <laughs> when we sold our golf cart <laughs> in April, we had planned to buy an, a new used golf cart like right away and we had been to the golf cart place and they said yeah we've got one and whatever but by the time we sold it it was only like three days later and I called the guy and I was like okay can we I think we're going to come buy this you know 2021 golf cart and he's like oh I, I sold it yeah they sold so, the nope. one that we had talked to him about <laughs> and we're planning to buy he sold out from under us you know we just wanted to wait until we actually sold ours before we bought the new one you know to be prudent and responsible and then they had no more used ones like new used ones so we were like okay fine i guess we're not gonna have a golf cart we'll wait until the end of the summer to buy a new used one because usually after the summer season they'll sell all of their you know new golf carts for that year that they've rented all summer so we get back to Carolina Beach in August and I'm like, okay, let's go figure out this golf cart thing. Cause like we really miss having a golf cart and, um, we go and they're like, oh no, we're no longer selling used ones because they're so great with this new battery. We're just going to keep them like for a long time. Right. And we're so only selling two times, new, new golf carts. We're only selling new golf carts and a new golf cart is like $14,000. Whereas the used ones are like, you know, 8,000 and 9,000. So Travis like, well, we're not getting one. <laughs> anyway, we ended up. We ended up getting one. And it's worth it. And, and it is it. our second car. But, but it was a little bit like, you know, that kind of sucked. <laughs> but yeah. in the end, it worked out. Two times, they yeah. kind of unexpectedly waylaid us for getting a golf cart. Um, my most un unexpected thing in a bad way, two, hit on real quick. One is the lack of bookings for Airbnbs mm -hmm. in the off season. So obviously, we told you we have these rental properties here. And they've done well overall. But the season fell off a cliff. So summer season, great. Everything was going fine. Mid-August starts to downturn a little bit, but that's normal. But last year, you know, stuff was still pretty happening. End of September, October, November. And this year at mid-August, everything fell off a cliff. And we have just had to work a lot harder to 
which is in a it is good because it forces us to become the best possible version of ourselves and to and to really you know when things get tough to be creative and make stuff work but yeah we were expecting to do better this year than than we did um and we had to scramble a lot even to get to where we were at so that was unexpected the second thing sickness since we got home in august oh, that's true everyone has been sick all the time and case in point you guys have listened to enough of, of this podcast so we're going to pull a curtain back just on this podcast already we are recording it today the only thing i want to do on my birthday was record podcast with heather we got home last night into north carolina and we're like this is great we're gonna have a full day to record podcasts and kids will be at school kids will be at school we're gonna rock out all these podcasts and uh our son has covid woke up has covid our daughter we don't want to send her in case she has it, even though she's testing negative we don't want her to go spread it so both kids are here <laughs> in the other room watching tv and just recording this episode <laughs> we have had to pause it six right now maybe even more but as of right now six different times they've come out so if you've heard little blips and little things like oh my gosh it seemed like a little pause there yes we've had to pause it six different times just to get through this podcast so yeah we just have been hit up with a lot of sickness way more as a family than we ever have personally me i've been sick since august more than i i usually get sick once a year and um yeah it hasn't always been major things although sometimes it's been a couple days yeah three, four, five days. Sometimes it's just been a day, but then the next family member gets in the next. So lots of sickness yeah. going It has not around. been great on the health front. So I don't know, maybe we need some super vitamins. <laughs> I'm not sure what the answer is, but um, yeah, I, I will agree that that is the last half of the year has spent a lot of rotating sicknesses. For sure. All right, most underwhelming thing. I don't have anything. Uh, this, okay. <laughs> I, don't I basically know. didn't. Maybe we maybe we don't have this next yeah. year. Yeah. Because I also had a very hard time coming up with anything. Anything that we had high expectations for were were equal to that or better. Mm -hmm. I, you know, the, what I put on my list was there was a pool at the Airbnb <laughs> house in Orlando that we rented as a family, and the pool was green. And they never came out and fixed it for the seven days we were there. Okay, and that fair. was a bummer. Yeah. About four days in, we just said, who cares? We're actually just going to jump into the pool anyway. But yeah, I guess that was underwhelming because we sure. have got an Airbnb in Orlando, this big, awesome house. And the whole point was like, it's going to have this awesome pool too. And we got to use it, but you know, we we're taking our safety into our own hands there. Yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> the only thing you could think of was a pool that needed to be cleaned. So I think we could probably officially wipe off uh, most underwhelming thing from the, from the year in review. We'll podcast. keep it on the list. And if we struggle with it next year, we'll <laughs> okay. get rid of it next year. All right. Sounds good. All right. Two more categories. Next, the neatest person we met this year. For me, it's two people, a couple. Yeah. They're Abby on my list. Too. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we went to, um, Bulgaria with a group of people. Most of the people we knew on the About group, half. half, maybe half and half. Um, the renegades, Abby and Wade, they were new people to us. Um, friends of Honey Treks. Mike and Ann. Mike Honey and Ann from Honey Treks. Uh, invited them on this trip and they are just amazing people. We had so much fun getting to know them. Um, talk about good energy. These 
these two people are just incredible humans. So yeah, Abby and Wade were awesome. They are some of the most colorful people we know, like actually wearing neon colors. I said to Heather, I want to start wearing neon. She said, <laughs> I, said I don't know. I don't think you can off. pull it off like that, no. but so energetic, so much fun, creates so much awesome social media content. I, I honestly don't know how to do it. Their videography skills are top notch. I absolutely love them. They were on my list too. Lumped in as well with like, uh, so we went on this trip into Bulgaria Half the people we knew, half the people we didn't. It's kind of hard for me to actually remember who we knew before it and who we didn't because some of these people I had, I've had on the podcast, but not men person. So sometimes it's a little hard, but another really awesome guy there. This tells you how cool the group was. Abby and Wade were there. Uh, Mike and Ann from Honey Trek, who we had met before. Uh, Jason, Jason from Zero to Travel. He helped put it together. But we met another guy named Tom, who I knew we hadn't met before, who runs a desert island survival company and who just won the first season of Alone in the UK. So if you've seen the TV show Alone, he won first season of the UK version. So just an awesome, incredible group of people, despite the fact that we were staying in accommodations that were not that great, the people absolutely made it. A few more shout outs here. Our Camp Indie crew, um, again, I spoke to why that this was so impactful and important to me, but everyone who came to Camp Indie and then helped promote it and the the next year, but really the bonds that we got to make with the people there that uh, most of them I had not met before were incredible. So everyone who came to Camp Indie and made that a possibility. And then two randoms. That I probably will never see again, unfortunately, but will always stick in my memory as incredible experiences. One, in Buenos Aires, we went to the oldest barbershop in Buenos Aires, me and my dad, and I took him to get a freshie. If you've ever followed our social media, you know that one of my goals is to just get a straight razor shave in every country and area that I go to, and I haven't been able to do it for a while and I re-engaged this, uh, you know, quest of mine. And so we went in Buenos Aires to the oldest barbershop there and we got a straight razor shave. My dad has never had one with the oldest barber in Buenos Aires. He looked like Kenny Rogers. I will be doing an Instagram post on the whole story <laughs> of it. So make sure you follow us at, at, at extra pack of peanuts. But it involved both of us getting a straight razor shave, him taking us up to his rooftop of his house, which is also where his barbershop was like six different trap doors and having a gun pulled on me. But thankfully that gun was a fake gun. So more uh, of that story some other time, really fun experience. And then there was also with the Bulgaria crew, we went to this random old Soviet hotel, not that we (laughs) stayed in, but I'm like, I got to walk in this hotel and see what's going on. And sure enough, they had a gun shooting range in it, you know, little pellet (laughs) guns, but they had a gun shooting range in this hotel. And I brought the whole crew over and I'm like, we're having a competition who can score the highest. And the guy who was in charge of the gun shooting range in the hotel in Borovitz was an absolute character. He was a gem. He was like, I was the European uh, shooting champion in 1982 and 1985. And, uh, you know, if we had pushed, he probably would have taken us back to his house. Like it would have been one of those experiences where we all went back to his house and had this meal. We didn't push it because we had other things we had to do. But just one of these crazy things where you walk into an old Soviet hotel and sure enough, there is a gun shooting range and a character that you would expect to run a gun shooting range in an old Soviet hotel was running a gun shooting range in an old Soviet hotel. So sounds like a best experience, Trav. Oh <laughs> man, I kind of, yeah, just, you yeah. just like, you know, shoot. <laughs> 
That's okay, hon. It's all the same podcast. It's okay. Oh, well, you guys got a foreshadowing because <laughs> both of those will be all my best experiences. Um, so if you listen to that, I'll give you a little, little more detail maybe. All right, last one. For our superlatives. I did forget, honestly, kind of that we were doing best experiences. Yeah, and no, that's This was okay. a little more of a teaser. Uh, yeah. She just went off there on the no gun No worries. Shooting. I mean, that's, it was so transformative, these experiences yeah. that you had to just elaborate. No worries. Last one. Biggest mishap of the year. Yeah, I th- I could really only think of one big one, which is when we were traveling to Calgary and our um, layover got canceled. Like we landed in Toronto and they like delay, delay, delay. And they just ended up canceling our flight to Calgary. And so we had to get a hotel last minute. It was just like a mess that airline was like, it's not even our fault. So we won't even give you a hotel credit. It's due to weather, which. Which was BS because they told us on the flight that it was due that it was due to a mechanical well, issue. Well, first it was delayed because of weather, but then when we finally got on the plane, they had to get us off the plane because of a mechanical issue. So it was like shady. Yeah, I um, was not too happy. I had a few choice words with the United people. Yeah. I'm like, come on, you said mechanical. No, no, no. But yeah, that was that was mine too. Oh, okay. Yeah. We we spent the night. We were supposed to get into Calgary late night, and everyone was waiting for us, and we were going for this business thing, and we got stuck in Toronto, and we had to stay in an airport hotel. Honestly, not that bad value. Thankfully, we were able to get one for like 170 bucks, which you know you never want yeah. to did spend. Did we not use points for that night? I guess we Oh, didn't. actually, no. Wait. I feel like you did. It was going to be 170 and I ended up using points. Yeah. So yeah, zero. So, Again, the point's coming through. And you never want to waste it, but it, it worked out, and then we got on a flight the next morning, and we showed up midway through that day the next day so not ideal yeah it but worked silver out. lining we didn't have the kids with us which made it a lot easier yeah it would have been pretty tough because we were in the hotel for like maybe six hours you know before we had to get up for that early morning yeah flight. we got the hotel at midnight and we were up at six or we had to be Five, back at the airport at six four yeah so it would have just been a disaster so fortunately it was just driving me so yeah and thankfully that was just our biggest mishap because not overall with the amount of travel we did that was not that bad no Lightning struck in an open plain And we forgot this old city's name See your breath on window pane Let's just talk till it strikes again On my way through I saw you on my way On my way through I saw you And I'll see you again Okay, this is the real, real. You know how we said we had been inter- interrupted six times? Well, we've been interrupted now eight times, eight including times. right now as we try to do the outro. Our son is crying and pulling Heather away. So that's just the real, real behind the podcast here.